On today's episode, we present a new PLE, Splintered Soul. Welcome to Booking Like a Mark. We rewrite past storylines, create new matches and PLEs, and make our own gimmicks and characters. It's not just fantasy booking. This is Booking Like a Mark. So we're not going to talk about it too much on this week's episode, but we will briefly talk about the Royal Rumble. So this event just happened on Saturday, and this episode is dropping on Monday. So it's been a couple of days to think about it, and the winners this year were Cody Rhodes and Bailey. I feel like both matches could have been booked a little bit differently. In the future, we might even actually rebook the matches. There were some missed opportunities, and some people who weren't featured in either Rumble that I feel probably deserved a spot over some of the people that were. Not only do I feel like some of the Rumbles themselves could have been rebooked, but I feel like the road to the Fatal 4-Way was a missed opportunity as well. With the absence of Roman on a lot of episodes, it really left the other three superstars of the Fatal 4-Way to carry the storyline. We probably would actually rebook how the match was laid out too, and we might actually switch it to an elimination match. It would also actually protect Orton a little bit, because they made the Fatal 4-Way because they didn't want him to take a loss so soon after returning. But by having it in this format, He would still look good. He would be able to hide any ring rust if he couldn't go for a longer pay-per-view match because you'd have the other superstars having spots while he was in the corner or perhaps outside. I feel like we could probably rebook the storyline and the match and get a little bit of a better result. So Splintered Soul is actually a concept that I came up with many years ago, probably in 2009 or 10 when they were really starting to introduce a lot more specialty pay-per-views that were based on a theme instead of just having a really cool name. And I was looking at how TLC is predominantly metal weapons. You know, you have the steel chair, you have the metal ladder. And I thought, wouldn't it be kind of interesting if you had the tables, but you also had wooden weapons with it? So I was thinking things like sawhorses, pallets, and wooden ladders. And I thought... Really, what would be like a cool move would be the Rob Van Dam kick to the outside from the ring apron when he's got the opponent kind of hanging on the guardrail. He could actually do that same kind of move on a sawhorse or any move pretty much that you would do with the guardrail. You could actually bring a sawhorse in the ring and you could do a lot of similar moves. And I thought that was something kind of visually interesting that we hadn't really seen a lot of. And a pallet could be used in a very similar way to a table. You could actually just have them land right on it, and you could have that good crack sound like the table, and that would be a very cool visual as well. And as I said, things like a wooden ladder would allow you to do some of the spots that you normally do, but having it still fit with that theme. So some other wooden weapons that you could feature would be a guitar, a hockey stick, the classic kendo sticks, or a baseball bat. You think of guys like Sting, And over the past couple of years, Chris Jericho, there have been superstars that have brought out a wooden baseball bat, and that could create that same visual and that same effect. So there are enough weapons that you really could actually build a pay-per-view around it. The question then becomes, though, are there enough matches? Are there enough match types that focus in on these weapons instead of just featuring them? And so I really had to go back through history and kind of look at some matches that you could 
redo or update a bit to really kind of hammer home that wood motif. In 2009 and 10, when they were doing the specialty pay-per-views, and only a couple of the matches really had the theme, and the rest of the matches were just regular matches, this pay-per-view would be laid out in a very similar manner. Your main events probably would have these wood themes, and the rest of the card would just be standard. We decided to give you a little preview of what a commercial would sound like for Splintered Soul, basing it on an old ad for TLC. WWE presents Splintered Soul. WWE Splintered Soul, exclusively on Peacock. So one of the first matches that you could feature on the card would be a classic table match. But in order to kind of raise the stakes and give fans something new and exciting, we would call it Table for Four. Or Table for Six. Depends on how many people you want to have in it. You could really choose any number. But the idea here is that instead of just seeing one person go through a table, or even two in a tag match, we're really going to up it, where it's going to be either a gauntlet match or an elimination match, where you're pretty much going to see every single person except the winner go through a table. So that's going to guarantee you multiple table spots, and it's going to keep it exciting. Now, you could actually even kind of book it in the same format as the Royal Rumble with staggered entries, or... You could just have it be a gauntlet where once one person goes through a table, another opponent will come out. You could also just have them all start the match and just have it be a big melee and kind of have it be just a Money in the Bank match where you're all having these brawls and it's very visual and then slowly you're just weeding people out with the big table spots until you just have one or two in the ring for the really big finish. In the year 2017, there were two really big, fun, multi-man matches that I could actually see working being changed to this table four concept. So we would see a table for five if we switched over the Extreme Rules event. If you look at that main event, it was Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. And those five guys competed, and it was a one fall to the finish, but it was at an Extreme Rules event. Picture if you had this table for five as your main event for an Extreme Rules pay-per-view. It would be a lot more visual than just having this kind of little melee no disqualification match. So Samoa Joe ended up winning that one. If we were doing the table four concept, he could have gotten the big finish by hitting someone with a Uranagi through a table, or even a muscle buster. It's fun, it's visual, and it could be really something different. A couple months later at SummerSlam, there was the Fatal 4-Way with Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and the Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar. And that also was a really fun match. You had a big table spot with the announced table anyways. There was a lot of brawling. And that could have been very interesting as a table for four. Same thing, where you could even have Brock go through the announced table earlier, and the referee says, well, actually, that doesn't count. It's got to be a standard kind of wooden table. And that would allow Brock to come back at the end after someone has eliminated everyone else and finish the match by hitting them with an F5 through the regular table. That way you've finished your table four concept and Brock still looks strong and you still have all the brawling 
and again, just something a little different that we hadn't seen in a standard table match before. One of the most famous wooden weapons in wrestling history is the table. And we decided to give you a little look back at the history of the table match with our good friend Winston. ECW held an event in February of 1995. The main event saw Taz and Sabu defeat the public enemy in a double tables match. In November of 1995, at the Survivor Series, Diesel put Bret Hart through the Spanish announcer's table in a no disqualification match for the WWF Championship. This was a first for the then WWF. Going to the year 2000, the first ever tag team tables match in WWF history was headed at the Royal Rumble. The Hardy Boys defeated the Dudley Boys in what was a precursor to the TLC matches we would see from these teams in Edge and Christian. On March 13, 2000, Bubba Ray Dudley powerbombed a then 77-year-old Mae Young off the stage and threw a table. The ECW One Night Stand event in 2005 saw the Dudley Boys put Tommy Dreamer through a table, which was on fire! And in 2006, a few months later, Edge speared Mick Foley through a framing table at WrestleMania 22. Wait, what are you doing? There's no need to pour large fluid on that table. What are you doing? You, you really don't have to light the table on fire. Another match type that could be updated is the Lumberjack match. Now, tell me a Lumberjack match doesn't sound perfect for a wood-themed pay-per-view. You have the ring surrounded by other superstars, and we have seen a Canadian Lumberjack match where the Lumberjacks were equipped with straps to beat down the people who fall outside the ring. But I'm thinking it'd be a lot more interesting if the Lumberjacks actually had lumber. So give the Lumberjacks 2x4s, and now you have some different spots that you can do outside the ring. Especially if it's more like a standard Lumberjack match, where sometimes the Lumberjacks start to brawl amongst themselves, now you've got these 2x4s in the mix, and you can do a lot of different things. You could also have the Lumberjack kind of slide the 2x4 into one of the wrestlers in the match to help them achieve the victory. So, again, it's the standard match, but by having the 2x4s, you're kind of reinforcing the visual motif of the actual wood. If you wanted to do a cage match, you could do the Punjabi Prison. It has the visual motif of the wood, Although a lot of people don't like it because the double cage does get a little confusing to see inside for the live audience. And the concept is a little interesting by having the wrestlers have to escape from both cages and they have the door and the doors are only open for so long. It'd be kind of interesting if you did that and it would reinforce the motif. But you could also just make a more standard cage just in the wooden. Okay. Envision the inside Punjabi prison structure, but don't have the sliding doors, just have it be all the bamboo around the ring. And you could reinforce the motif, and that way if you wanted, if you had a storyline that called for it, you could still have a cage match. However, by having the lumberjack match, they kind of serve similar purposes, 
They're usually both matches are used when you have opponents constantly escaping the ring or if you have people constantly interfering and by surrounding the ring in either a cage or by surrounding it with the lumberjacks, you're kind of minimizing that effect. I'd probably lean more towards the lumberjack match. I feel like there's more storytelling possibilities. But again, if you really, really wanted to have a cage match style, you could do a wooden cage or the Punjabi prison. So a lot of these matches were kind of updating and modernizing and taking to the next level. But there's one match type that we actually kind of want to do the opposite. We want to strip it back and take it closer to its roots. And that would be the casket match. A lot of the standard casket matches today have the rectangular casket. However, when The Undertaker first started competing in them in the early 90s, it was more of a hexagon shape because it was wider at the shoulders. And they were a little bit deeper and they were clearly made of wood. So if you think back, the original one in 1992 was actually called a coffin match and that the lid was actually separate. It wasn't even hinged. And The Undertaker actually had to put it on top of the coffin to trap Kamala inside and he actually nailed it shut. So think about how cool of a visual that would be when we're really embracing the wood motif and you end the match and you actually see someone nailing the coffin shut. Even if we didn't and we kept it more of the hinged lid classic style casket match, bring back the old school caskets and really bring home that wood motif. That's very visually interesting because since The Undertaker retired, you don't really see matches like the casket match or the buried alive match or the last ride match. And it'd be unfortunate if we never saw these again because they were very interesting and unique stipulations. And sure, they fit The Undertaker perfectly because of his gimmick, but you could also just kind of use them if your storyline calls for it. If you really have two guys embraced in a blood feud, instead of just ending it in a last man standing match, you could end it in a casket match that you could also have the same result. The casket match can also be used if you want to kind of change someone's gimmick. They don't come out of the casket the same way they went in. WWE teased this a little bit after WrestleMania 22. Part of the problem though was Mark Henry, who had lost to The Undertaker in the casket match, showed up on the very next episode of SmackDown. And it definitely kind of changed him and you saw the demeanor change a little bit in his promo that night, but they never really followed through with that. The old school wood visual casket. I think that that could be a really cool addition to this pay-per-view. Now, if you wanted to do something brand new, you could introduce a new match type. And the one that I came up with, we're still kind of working on the name a little bit, but we kind of liked the idea of war in the woodshop. And so what it would be would be either a standard one fall match or a last man standing match. But all of the weapons underneath the ring would specifically be wooden. So think back, I mentioned the different kinds of wooden weapons, and we could see a bunch of those all in this one match. So guitars, hockey sticks, kendo sticks, baseball bats, sawhorses, pallets, wooden ladders. There are a bunch of different options, and this match would be able to showcase all these different weapons and how they could be used in a new interesting way. You could have a guy take out one of the sawhorses and set it up in the ring and do moves onto it. You could see someone drag out a pallet to do a move to their opponent onto it. And you'd see all these 
splinters everywhere. After the guy goes through the pallet, obviously the wood is going to break. It's going to leave splinters. If you think back at TLC 2009, when Seamus put John Cena through a table, the big visual after Cena lost was he knelt down and he picked up a piece, a splinter of the table and took it with him as a reminder of his failure. All of these things, as the match goes on, you're going to see more and more splinters of wood in and around the ring. And that's going to create a really cool visual as well and really hammer home that these guys are putting in the work. Picture the wooden ladder, someone sets it up, does a big move off of it, or someone puts someone through it. You can do all of the standard things with a wooden ladder that you can do with a metal ladder. The hockey sticks, the baseball bats, if you want to do a little part where you're breaking it down into more of the sports, or even sometimes they have sports stars at ringside. And if you wanted to incorporate one of them into the match, it'd be a great opportunity. If there's a hockey player, just give them a hockey stick and let them swing at one of the superstars. Same thing with the baseball bat. Also, the crowd loves seeing the local sports stars get involved or any kind of local sports concepts. I'm thinking back a couple months ago when we saw Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the middle of their match for the unified tag team titles. And they each put on hockey jerseys of the local team and the crowd went nuts. So this would be a really cool spot that you can involve. Or if you've got the guitar there and you have a country star. I know earlier this year we saw Jelly Roll get a little bit involved in one of the matches. He's a country star. He could hit someone with a guitar. This is a cool match because not only does it highlight the wooden weapons, but you can play with the audience a little bit in a way that you don't always see. It could be a standard one fall match or last man standing, but you could really hammer home all of these different things, and it gives you that really cool visual. So let's talk match order. Obviously, we gave you a few different options for match types, but which would be the main event? What would be an opener? What would be mid-card? I would definitely have the show open with either the Table 4 concept or the updated Lumberjack match. Both of those are good for mid-card feuds, and they have really good visuals that'll get the fans invested and interested in this concept. For the main event, I would probably go with the War in the Woodshop or the Casket match. Both of those are really great ways to end an event, and I could definitely see main event level talent competing in either one of those matches. I'm picturing now for that War in the Woodshop, the Seth Rollins-Shinsuke Nakamura match from a couple months ago. That could be a really great way to end the show with this kind of woodshop motif, Especially if we're going to leave splinters of wood everywhere, it'd probably be best just to have that at the end so they can clean up and you wouldn't have to wait a while for the next match to take place. With that cage match, if you wanted to do it, because as I said, it's very similar to that lumberjack style match, I could also see a wooden cage match kind of being an opener or a mid-card attraction. So the last thing to consider with the PLE is the location. With that War in the Woodshop idea, if you had local sports people in it, Almost every major city has some kind of sports team. So that's what a splintered soul PLE could look like. I realize that we're not really in the age of the themed pay-per-views like this anymore. We really don't have TLC since they don't have a December pay-per-view. However, I feel like it could be something really new and unique. Or even if we had a time machine and we just kind of wanted to look back at one of those themed pay-per-views. Like Hell in a Cell, TLC. Extreme Rules, and we kind of wanted to switch it to this theme, 
it'd be kind of interesting to rebook one of those cards with these matches and kind of see how it would look. Clearly, you can actually build a whole PLE concept around this. If AEW wanted to do something, I know I've heard rumors that there's a chance they're going to try to expand their pay-per-view offerings. So if they wanted a unique concept to kind of rival WWE's Extreme Rules event, this would be a really cool idea too. You could see AEW Splintered Soul. So, what do you think about a Splintered Soul PLE? Tell us about it. Join us on X, where we have our daily poll from Monday through Friday, and we have unique content on the weekends, or find us on Facebook, Booking Like a Mark. We'd love to hear from you. You can even direct message us if you have any ideas for future episodes, or if you just have feedback. If there's something that you're really liking that we're doing with these shows, if there's something that you really don't like that we're doing with these shows. This is the last episode for the month of January. It's our first month of doing this. So we'd appreciate any feedback that you have. Hit us up, direct message us, find us, or you could even just email us, bookinglikeamark at gmail.com. So thank you for joining us this week. And next week, we're going to look at the pirate theme and how that would work in the WWE. We've seen a WrestleMania with a pirate theme, and we've seen individual superstars with a pirate theme, but we're going to focus in on what it would look like to have a whole team or crew of pirates and how they could take over the WWE. So join us next week for that topic. Thank you as always for listening. And remember, it's not just fantasy booking. This is Booking Like a Mark. Thank you.